fire up 13 flight controllers. Listen up. Give me a go, no go for launch. Public nudity. Go. Legal narcotics. Go. Dog shagging. We'll go flight. Bubbler. Bubbler's go. Poo in the shoe. Go flight. Road rage. Go flight. Roid rage. Where to go. Brown paper bags. Go. Eclipse containers. Go. Chinese restaurants. Go flight. Peanut butter photography. Go. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Billy Idol. Just wait for some power. Breezers. Where are go? Phantom biters. Light is go. Fingers and dates. Where go flight? Launch control. This is fire up 30. We are go for launch. Good morning, Chris. Uh, we have often said that rugby league is a game for hope, for dreamers, for those who wish for something better in life, you know, the optimists amongst us. And I certainly would like to fit myself into that category of a dreamer and somebody with a bit of hope after last weekend's the darkest day in sport. I'm not talking about Asada and Cronulla and the Gazelle and drugs, etc. I'm talking about the Dragons capitulation on the weekend. As, as a dreamer and a hoper, that's why you climbed into the space capsule and hoped you were Apollo 11 going to the moon. That we moon. would survive that whole sort of spin around, the, you know, hoping gravity would do its, do its job and get us back to Earth again. Unfortunately, right now, if there's not a rugby league team who looks more like Apollo 13 than the St. George Illawarra Dragons, I've yet to see them. Who's that laughing in the background, Chris? We are thrilled to have uh, rugby league great Ooh. Jimmy Smith, the voice of the intra-super premiership as well, if I can say that. Uh, Joel Kane might have something to say about that, but uh, thank you guys for inviting me along again. Second time, I'm I'm privileged. Thank you. We are nothing if not repetitive, Chris. <laughs> I, I've been I, I've been so bad on recruitment this year, yes, Steve. No, I, no, I, no. My list is looking really ordinary, but no, Jimmy, we're thrilled to have you back for a repeat performance. Be aware of the the sort of the second time blues, though it can. Oh, second year syndrome. Yeah. Second, Jimmy, second you'd be surprised syndrome. how many jokes we've retrod over the years. <laughs> uh, look, you know, you, as as you can cast your sort of you know your your flinty eye over the dragons right now, and to me, it's a little bit like the Loch Ness monster or some sort of unicorn that I. It's mythical, yeah. this beast that this, like Groundhog Day every year does exactly the same thing, nearly on, on track of time. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, they're nothing but consistent at the Dragons, <laughs> aren't they? It's, it's amazing because we thought it was all different, right? We yes. thought it was all different with Ben Hunt there and James Graham You bring there. in a few outsiders, the culture can't be the same. The, the organisational chart looked different because yes. everyone was reporting to Ian Millwood as mm. opposed to um, Paul McGregor doing mm. it all himself. And we went, ah, brand new mm. world for the Dragons. Mm. And, and up to round 20... Mm. Or maybe round 19, you thought, mm. yep. Home and hose. Home and hose, going really well. <laughs> just uh, sitting in that top four, pretty. State of origin representatives, yeah. everything's going great. Yeah, yeah. And then it's just slowly unraveled to the point where three weeks ago, I think Paul McGregor was, there was talk about contract extension. Yes. Fast forward three weeks and now we're now talking about... Now they've taken about... away shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The thing, the thing with Mary is he's run out of excuses because yes, yeah. he now has the list that he wants. And let's face it, I think everybody who knows anything about rugby league would say that uh, 
you know, they dismissed the reasons of origin hangover of Ben Hunt's quads for no runs for no metres last week, <laughs> which means there surely is only one way you can go. Have you, have you, have you done a cost analysis of that one? Yeah. <laughs> what it's worth for, what is it, uh, six million, five years, no runs, no hit-ups, no try assist? It's called a deadweight loss, I think, in economics, <laughs> Stephen. But there is absolutely no doubt that there is one reason and one reason alone for the uh, precipitous oh, slump. I know where you're going. I can see it right on your head. Gareth Woodup's hair. <laughs> yes. Why, why do they do it? Well, why have you done it? Well, are, you, are you looking down the barrel of failure, Chris? Because your hair looks a different shade this week. No, I, I, I did it to uh, run a storyline in professional wrestling, Stephen. Plus, <laughs> plus I did it because I think I look better. Yes, indeed. And Does maybe anyone Gareth... else agree with you on that? No, no, I literally walked into my hairdressers and he'd done something similar to his hair and I said, oh, I like me some of that. And he goes, I'll yeah. do it right now. <laughs> and, I don't and, think and I'm thinking David Bowie has great hair. I'll do the same. Didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. quite work. <laughs> and the week I've had is like being from St. George, I can tell you that. Dare I say St. George Illawarra. But no, I just don't understand what they do. Mm. Angus Crichton he sort of came out with the well. Mr. Burns slash uh, Wade Boggs haircut last night for the Rabbits. And Correct no me joy. if I'm wrong, Angus Crichton comes from private school background. Was it Scott's, Scott's College? College? Yes, mm. correct. He will not be re-entered into Rugby Union with that haircut. No. Well, but he's, he's actually gone in the press this week and says he ultimately wants to go to Rugby Union mm-hmm. and actually shake hands with Michael Checker, who apparently will be coaching Rugby League next year, according to Andrew Webster. Ooh. And this is his last hurrah because, you know, he's about to go to the Roosters and everything will get very murky and eventually... <laughs> Because uh, imagine, this, play, could you imagine hey, playing for hey, South and the Roosters? Imagine what they'd do to you as a player. Hang on, Jimmy. Yeah, 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 now, yeah, is it true? Yeah, no, like, there's a bridge no. that gets crossed. I don't know. It's on Moorpark Road or somewhere, right? <laughs> Tibby you, you know that, that <laughs> the twenty-eight million dollar bridge across. Uh, the twenty-eight, thirty-eight million. I think. Thirty-eight million. Now, you remember as a child being very scared about the trolls under the bridge, you know, and the fear of crossing the bridge because something was going to get you. Is there such a bridge at Moorpark Road, pre? Tibby Cotter, that you were going, oh, God, can I go from this team to that team? Clearly, no, especially from the Roosters' side to the Rabbitohs' side. There was so many players yeah. back in the day. So Which direction did you go in? I went from I went from the east to the south. Yes. So, so Craig you're... Salvatore was a bit of a trailblazer there. He was he went after 10 or 11 years at the Roosters, mm-hmm. had a year at South Sydney. But uh, you were a Chook Junior? No, well, I was a country junior, so country, I was okay. Cootamundra Bulldogs. So you, your allegiance were a little shifty anyway. They were, yeah, yeah, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Everyone said, oh, where's your, where's your junior club? And I said, well, I'm out at Cootamundra. Cootam, so, yeah. uh, so you weren't presented with a book of feuds at all? No, no, no it didn't book exist of feuds, then. No. No. But no. are you in it as an example of what they want to see? In the book of feuds? Yeah, people going from roosters to rabbits. Oh, well, they'd hopefully be a bit better player than I was, <laughs> if that was the case. I think Craig Jimmy, Ring... you understand yourself. No, Craig Ring was the one. Like, yeah. he, was, he was the one that Russell got. Russell, Russell Crowe started to get involved in the Rabbitohs directly when I was there as a player. He was right. he was not a sponsor, but he he came to the Leagues Club a couple of times, and we had a night out with him. So he had influence then? No, no influence. No. But was involved in the club, so he okay. came. We'd, we'd had a big win against the Western Suburbs Magpies. Mm. Went back to South Sydney Leagues Club. Mm. Russell Crowe came back with an entourage of people. And what film we're we talking? We're talk- uh, okay, talking. so that's a very good point mm. that you make. So he'd just come off the plane. He'd just put in the can, um, the Insider. Right. Okay. So he just he just put that in the can, mm. and so he was. Uh, yeah. Well, post Romba Stomper, no, post Romba Stomper, pre Gladiator, pre Gladiator, before he pre went, mega. before he went, boom. This yeah, was yeah. his breakthrough performance. Yeah. The inside was out, outstanding. He was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's my favourite Crow performance, and there's so many. So what's many. The, to what's the name of the uh, director? Michael Mann. Yes, ah. right. Michael Mann He's... was the director, and and I, I read the article, or read a book, or whatever it was, and they were talking about how do I find a, a beginning to this film? How do I find the beginning? Mm. Um, Oh, sorry. No, that's LA Confidential. LA Confidential. Aye. So LA Confidential, he was looking for a beginning to the film, and he he filmed that scene where Russell Crowe was on the front lawn of his place, and he went, 
wow, this mm. guy, this is my beginning. Yeah. And wow. and next thing, Russell's And in that's what Russell saw in, in Craig Wing. Yeah, wow. something similar. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> so so we're back at a... South Sydney Leagues Club after this big win, and, and Russell's there with his entourage, and he said, I'm, I'm going to a party at Five Dock, and would you guys like to come? We're like, a lot of you. What? <laughs> yeah. So it was about... Big Five band. Dock? I mean, we've never been there. We're from <laughs> South. <laughs> come on. Who'd have talking about going up market? So we went to this party. <laughs> we, we're in stretch limos. We went to this... Uh, we, we limos. The cockroaches limos. weren't playing times the cicada. Three, times it. three. We, we stopped at the Woolpack Hotel, just yeah. up the road from South Lee's Club, yeah. bought all this alcohol. Sorry, we didn't buy it. Russell yeah. bought yeah. it. All this alcohol. We went to this party at Five Chips, Dock. spreads, dips, anything? Oh, everything. Every lot, yeah. uh, it, nothing happening at the party. Mm. It was very boring. But then we went back to Russell's room. Five Dock. Russell was staying at the Park Hyatt. Oh, nice. And so we're, we're there in Russell's room just going, mm. wow, this is... This is how you live Security when you're a Hollywood on star. Yeah. <laughs> this is the future of our club. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years later, he's a successful were you, takeover. Were you part of the um, Armani Soup Brigade? No, I was, mm. I was before that. Just before I was that. before that. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was uh, early 2000s. There was a famous the walk, wasn't there? Didn't they walk from one point to another in their suits to be photographed a la sort of yes, Reservoir Dogs? Yes, uh, yeah. It was South Sydney's first game back into mm. the NRL, and it was 2002... 2002, mm. and and they walked from Peter Holmes of Court's place oh, at Lang Road at Queens Park, Lang Queens Road, Park, yep, yeah, yep. and and walk, walked over to the Sydney football. He knows stadium. a good sell. Peter, Peter, are we talking Peter or Russell? Russell. Peter, Peter knew great sell. Right, Peter knew great sell. He's yeah. an ex uh, fire up, but but he's away. From, he's out of town, isn't he? Zimbabwe, I think. Zimbabwe, still right. in Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah trying yeah. to lay the ground for rugby league in yes. Africa, and and the yeah. way that the game is How's spreading, we might yeah. talk. About, yeah, not so good. But <laughs> are we doing well, an outside broadcast <laughs> there one day? Well, absolutely. <laughs> so you see, that means you didn't get one of those silver rabbits. Do you remember the silver rabbits that Russell yeah. gave? And who, who, who sort of comfortably... There was something with Mad Dog McDougal had travel with that. Try to there, sell his there. rabbit or something. <laughs> Wasn't there one up a bat, a bottom? Did somebody did does somebody caught with one in their bottom? No, no. Uh, no. Keep, keep Dylan, talking. Dylan, Dylan you got to remember, it's been thirteen years of fire up. Come on, <laughs> Dylan Walker lost his grand final ring oh, on yeah, a harbour the, cruise. The, the, the rings have been turned turning up, up turned everywhere, up North, Northern Territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was another one turned up the other day in a, a raid on the Central Coast. Oh, of course, Chris, Stephen. Jimmy. Um, Stephen. The mathematics of hope I want to talk about. Uh, the, the the notion came to me last night, and gee whiz, it was a light bulb moment, an epiphany when I realised that not every team in the competition can win the competition. <laughs> a competition means only one can win out of 16. And therefore, in our competition of rugby league, of the final series, only eight can get through. And that really is, used to be the marker of where you were reasonably successful and given a, a new lease of life the following year, not considered... Hopeless low lowlifes like the Dragons are heading towards? Well, the West Tigers have made the playoffs three times in their 19-year history, so I certainly keep <laughs> keenly aware of that benchmark. Yes, yes. We're at this point where these, these intelligent individuals believe that uh, they're all going to get to the top eight, if not the top four, and yet suddenly look aghast when they don't, and they're on the tur- they're, they're, they're marched, they're on the turf, they're out the door, and it's been a carousel, a virtual roundabout of coaches coming and going, Chris, will you just give us a nutshell of where the, the major, I suppose, movements are at the point in time? So there's a number of axes to the carousel, <laughs> if you like, and yeah. I think... And I think the first one is the Penrith axes, yep. mm-hmm. and you know the, the main players here. I mean, it, what you're saying, Stephen, is is a, really a crushing reality for the average person. Mm-hmm. Is that the vast <laughs> panoply of people in the rugby league community are destined to disappointment and failure because they won't win the comp? In yeah. fact, it says roughly mathematically only one sixteenth of us. This is like a will be happy. a drunk gambler at yeah. Randwick, you know, <laughs> looking for that that one out of one hundred win, right? Yeah. And and you know the people who won rugby league who are. You know, tremendously and clever, and particularly right now, the CEO is Todd Greenberg, and it's 
just a short opportunity please? to please convey our personal best yes. wishes and yes. Um, yes. Um, Godspeed to Mr. Greenberg and his family. And His extended family? His extended family, yes, and we yes. really thank him for all the work he does for us. Indeed. It just really makes our lives better. But the people like Greenberg who ran the league many years ago realised that top four was not enough. No. They went to top five, mm. and they're trying to ex- you know, ease the pain by creating the top eight. <laughs> yes, yes. Remember but, when they had the top ten? No, well, 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 well in, was it 1995 well, well, or silly, wasn't it? With the 20, yeah. and then, of course, in the ARL uh, Super League Wars, it was the top seven, I think, from memory. Because both, we both know that in any kindergarten and primary school yard, everybody's a winner. As yeah. Hot Chocolate used to say, but that's not true in rugby league. <laughs> but as kiddies, we're led to believe that it is all rainbows and unicorns and everyone's a winner. So yeah. essentially the top eight is a construction to save people from misery. And mm. uh, it's now starting to crumble mm. because there are coaches right now who have their teams in the top eight. And I speak, of course, of Mary McGregor. Mm. I speak, of course, of Wayne Bennett, but I speak immediately of Anthony Griffin, mm-hmm. who had his team equal fourth mm. and he's been... Pushed shot. Yeah. So the characters in this particular play are the likes of Cameron Soraldo. Mm. You know, who's he? Very good question. <laughs> Played for the Sharks, the Knights, and the Panthers. Yes. Losing percentage, but uh, most recently represented Italy, but unfortunately was forced into retirement because Solomon Akata hit him in a Tonga v Italy World Cup game and ruptured his spleen. And it's he that, did not. He did. And that's it's that sort of injury. Oh. And and uh, traumatic exit to the playing career that um, marks your paper's coach. Yes. All right. So he's been an assistant coach and is now the caretaker coach. Yes. So that's the the happy triumvirate. And is, he's always hated Griffin. Well, that's right. He's always hated it's, him. It's Typical been, man. Dare I say it's been splenetic. And you go from assistant to caretaker to head. It's a it's a, it's a wonderful journey. Gus Gould is a character who's been involved in this. I don't know if you're aware of his work. Well, can I just say there is another strata in rugby league that don't that hope doesn't even come into their sort of parlance, and that would be Gus Gould, Bozo Fulton, uh, Nick Politis, and perhaps Todd Greenberg, maybe Beattie. Well, it doesn't matter what happens. Right, you just keep They're going. In another another region. Yeah, and I, and 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 Ivan Cleary has been swept up in this. The uh, incumbent coach of the West Tigers, mm-hmm. and what you see is the impact on these people. I mean, I mean, if we just get an opportunity to, to you know, Gus Gould has been very much in the public eye and social media has played a part in this and it absolutely affects your personality in a profound way. If we can just hear how Gus feels about the impact of social media in this Penrith Farrago. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what sort of world we've created with social media. It's, um, we used to race home from school. We'd race home from school on our bike. Yes have a banana sandwich, watch Gilligan's Island, and then go down the park. And if it was winter, we'd play football with any kid that was in the park. We'd make our own rules and play. And the rules were you had to be home before the streetlights came on. And it's what you do. And you do that every day of your life. And in the summer, you play cricket. In the winter, you play football. And that's all you wanted to do, was be down the park playing with your mates and doing all that sort of thing. Now, drive past parks, they're empty. They won't let their kids ride their bike to school. I, I don't. I, I wonder where it's all going to end up. I really do. It's a scary thought. Well, it is, and I, and I, I see, I see so many kids that, uh, you know, bullied and intimidated through social. Oh man, that's throwing me off kilter. So he the, forgot the, to mention I dream a genie. The, the, <laughs> Gilligan's Island. It, well, it's you know, about it's about time. It's about time. Yeah, Mr. Ed. Bewitched. Green Bewitched. The monkeys. <laughs> the, the goodies. The goodies. <laughs> and, and chasing tadpoles down down the creek. 
You know, yeah, collecting yeah. tortoises and building my billy cart. But, but you know, he was a man who understood rugby league, was running a very successful club, reinvented the Panthers, the juniors, a whole model. He's clearly retiring. I mean, this has been the impact of this. He's now. John Howard style, yeah. reflecting on a simpler time. Yes, yes. And he no longer feels like he belongs. Yes. If you saw Ivan Cleary, Cleary staring off into the mid-distance, saying, if ever I've heard words that have rung more true than, I intend to honour my contract. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, my time here at the West Tigers, I've enjoyed it. And he puts on a smile, and it's clear that he's written on his script. Smile. Ivan, please <laughs> smile. Jimmy, you know what you're seeing here? If this is a West Tigers supporter living in fear... Then everything's just going to fall apart very soon. I think he has every right to be living in fear, to be honest. <laughs> so, um, it, it, we, we were talking about it last night, and, and think of it this way, Stephen. Um, if you're Ivan Cleary, and what are the attractions leaving the West Tigers to go to the Penrith Panthers, besides the fact that you the have sun. a two-year contract? Yeah. Um, you've got a unbelievable resources out there yes. compared to what you've got at They've the West They've got a centre of excellence, I think. Exactly. They've yeah. got an eye fly. Yeah. Aqua, aqua golf. Absolutely. They're at the foot of the mountains. Aqua I mean, we all know that. Uh, yep. yeah. yeah, and the mountains are blue. Great shots. I mean, not far from the Three Sisters, you exactly. know, camping. Uh, there's you know, another bushwalking. positive. Uh, you've got an unbelievable list compared to what you've got at the West Tigers. Right. You'll probably be paid two times what you're getting at the West Tigers. You've got a river? And your son plays there. Yes, yes. And not to mention the river. The river. Yeah. Uh, And whereas on the other side of the ledger, uh, they've got what we would call an ice house, I suppose, for a a home office. You're talking about uh, Concord Oval. No, I'm talking about up on Victoria Road here. Oh, the meth lab. Yeah, the meth lab. (laughs) Yeah, well... That's, that's not really... Which is going to be reclaimed for future use by the government for, I think, some sort of exhaust stack, isn't they're, it? They're actually, they're actually using that as the access point for the trucks to take the rubble away. The rubble, Cause, sorry. Because yeah. they're building an underground tunnel from Roselle to Balgala. That's right. It's part of the great plan for because, transport New South Wales. if there's one thing the people of Sydney Desperate. need, Desperate. it's quick access from Roselle yeah, to Balgala. Yeah. Not even better than can fix that problem. I tell you what, it's basically to get the exit from people leaving Manly, yeah, coaches, yeah. players, yeah. things like that, yeah. and they'll be heading out to the parent, yeah. where... As you talk about the best list, they're the most highly hyphenated team in the rugby league. Very yeah, hyphenated. Yeah, yeah. The Roosters were well. hyphenated yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now it's well, that's a positive. The Panthers. Yeah. And how do we at a Nida? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> that's a Billy Birmingham, isn't it? Campbell <laughs> Gillard. <laughs> but, but the list goes on. And I would love saying Wattini Zalesniak. Yeah, though. it's just fantastic. So this is the thing. And so th- these people end up being a particular personality type. And you mentioned unicorns before. They, they're sort of locked in some sort of fantasy world, and and they're haunted. Yeah. Ivan looks haunted. It's yeah. the same thing's happening in the Brisbane situation. Yes. Look, you've only got a couple of colours too. You've only got gold, black, and white. Am I correct there? Yes. yes. Where is Penrith? Hello, well, teal, licorice, licorice. Is it? Yeah. Rust, yeah. brown, white, black. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a lot of colours there. Yeah. Talking pink. unicorns and rainbows. Pink. Hey. Pink. They've so you're pink. you're fearing yeah. the worst here. This is one man that has said he's staying put. He's he's actually said it. He's gone to a press conference. Like and he uh, and he read that he was staying put. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He said the words. He, he re- no, he didn't just say them. He read them. He read them. As opposed to, for example, you about the impact on coaches. We used to say that uh, Barrett looked like Zoolander. Not much anymore. <laughs> that look is getting a little harder, a little more furrowed, a little more worried. Uh, what's happening with him? So T-Baz apparently is handed in his notice. Right. Apparently it's twelve months notice. Which is because that's one of the terms that's his of his contract. contract. Isn't it? Says I won't be coaching with three rounds to grow next year, apparently, and I think that will hasten yeah. uh, the exit. Isn't that just playing out your contract, not giving you notice? Well, no, he had two more years to go. Well, How is it all going to land? Who's going to be the coach of Penrith next year? Of Penrith? Yes. Um, well, I think if Seraldo actually gets somewhere, he'd be some chance, and they'll keep the seat warm for Ivan in twenty twenty one. And then, of course, the the alternative scenario there is. If that's because it, I think the fulcrum point here is Nathan. If, of Nathan, it if is. Nathan signs, 
Ivan and Nathan want to be together. What father and son doesn't want to be together? Many. Well, <laughs> Flano and Kyle for a start. Yes, you know? And um, because apparently Flanagan could bob up somewhere like Parramatta, I hear. To be a successful NRL coach now, you need a very good halfback son. Yeah, right. Like that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a key that's requirement. Prerequisite. Mm. And so, therefore, if Ivan is has his papers marked for 2021, over the summer, we realise, well, can he really be a good coach for the Tigers? He can't recruit anymore. He can't recruit. Lame duck coach. And he might, but this might quietly, while we're all watching the Big Bash, see <laughs> Ivan end up at Penrith next year. That's, that's my tip. Okay, Ivan at Penrith. So, who's at Manly? So, we've got um, the usual suspects. Uh, we've got uh, Tooves. I think it's outside maybe possibly the Brookvale Hotel, a big Bring Back Tooves <laughs> yeah. banner. Yeah. Uh, Tooves already said yes. Mm. He's actually gone on public record on Controversy Corner. And how great is it to see that format rebooted? I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that he'll want to come back. Des Hasler, of course, could use a job. Mm-hmm. But in the last 24 hours, Michael Maguire has firmed as firmed the coach of Manly. Unfortunately, he's also firmed up as the coach of Brisbane. So this could be one of the more innovative aspects. That, and let's face it, Mr. Greenberg, Magistrate Beattie, mm-hmm. who will be at Dennis Carnahan's Rugby League the Musical this Monday at the Bridge Hotel. Wow. Opposite the Meth Lab. Opposite the Meth Lab, down the road. You'll have one man coaching two rugby league teams. Now, that, <laughs> yes, is, a, that, yes. that yes. is a talking point. That's economies of scale, right? How good is that? That's possible. <laughs> That's leverage. Yeah, just, just manage your time properly. Economics 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Where does that leave you? You're talking about... Uh, so I'll, I'll go... Tuvi. Right. Tuvi and Manly. But famous coaches and sons, where does that leave Wayne Bennett coming to the Dragons with uh, Benny Hunt? Not son. Well, I thought... Already been cast aside by him once before. Well, he's got his quasi-son, which is Darius, right? Yes, will he bring him back? But Darius said he's not leaving. Right. Ah. So, that, well, but, but that's because Wayne's not Darius leaving. has grown up, hasn't he? Yeah, and Darius has got... Um, Brisbane's his home. Yes. And yes. so, yeah, he's staying there. But uh, if Wayne goes to the Dragons, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. If Wayne goes back to... That'll be the third time he's signed for the Dragons because he, he agreed to go to the Dragons and won them a premiership in 2010, Stephen. Mm-hmm. You remember very I well. I very well then. Uh, then he agreed to go to them after he was at Newcastle. But yes. prior to him executing that... Who stepped in? Wayne stepped in oh. and organised himself a deal at the Broncos. Yes. I thought Lachlan Murdoch stepped in. Uh, well, Wayne rang, Wayne rang Lachlan. Uh-huh. Yeah, on the morning of the uh, what was it? It was the game for Alex McKinnon. So right. on the day, this huge emotional game, yeah. Wayne's uh, organising himself a gig for the next. Rugby year. league's a business, we, baby. Uh, we could watch Wayne for weeks and never come to the bottom of the riddle. So in, in a game which we believe has been Murdochized mm. and will continue to be Murdochized, even when he's not involved. Are you saying that on that? Uh, that sort of uh, organisational structure chart that uh, Rupert has when he's you know looking over his breakfast, um, catching up on the news of the world with Jerry. Yeah. That Wayne Bennett is above Lachlan. Mm. In rugby league, oh, in rugby league, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. there'd be pillars, wouldn't there? Now, yeah. listen, we know we know there was a real turning point this week, don't we? And this struggle between the White family and the Bennett family. <laughs> what was the turning point, and was it really food in the end, Chris? Well, well, I mean, this, of course, is, you know, what's been come... I mean, th- thank heavens the press is finally getting imaginative. I mean, they're not calling it Barbecue Gate. They're calling it Barbecue Wars. Yes. You know. <laughs> well, so we've heard of the Barbecue Sauce Wars. Yeah, that's right. Mm. And there was this, uh, I guess, uh, an invitation sent out by, is it Paul White? Paul White, the CEO of the Broncos. Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, and puts on a big spread every year for the entire club. You yes. know, the, the staff, yes. the, the, the key volunteers, I assume, would be there. And, of course, the, the team is uh, generally required. And one normally finds the coach would turn up as well. Okay. Um, Paul was having a function at his place. Um, we all invited to it. And uh, as I was leaving Townsville on Friday morning, I told him I wouldn't be going. Uh, as I had two other commitments that day, uh, which one, one of those involved the club. 
and uh, I started to get a couple of text messages about guys coming to my place for a barbecue, and I thought they were jamming me up. I thought it was just boys being boys, having a few beers, probably waiting in the airport. So I took no notice of it, got on with my day, and then about three o'clock they landed. I got a phone call from one of the players. He said, Coach, we're coming to your place. We want to come barbecue. I said, well, I don't have a barbecue, but you can come. Anyway, about six o'clock they started rocking in, and... Um, there was no pre-planned. Um, a lot of the players did go to Paul's place, okay, and they come into my place. So that's pretty much how it happened. And uh, no one started arriving at my place about half past five. We had a great night. Really enjoyed each other's company, and I'm pleased we did it. He's a wily old fox, isn't he? Isn't it? And now has Wayne got a new source on the market? No, he's Wayne's got... wonderful sauces. No, 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 no. He's, he's got a contra deal with uh, Big Mal Meninga, so right. he gets a Big Mal's range of barbecue right. sauces Where at does discount rates. Where into all this? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and that... Can no, you believe sorry, ma- Newman is old school, Griffin style, so he's out the door. Older than Wayne. Older than Older. Wayne. So north of the border, who doesn't have a barbecue? This is Jimmy. He must be, I think he's living in a unit now, isn't he, uh, Wayne? And therefore, uh, might be yeah. the strata thing where yes, you can't you have can't the barbecue. smoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. The, the, first of all, you talk about strata rules. I mean, how many rugby league players are you allowed to have in your unit at one time? Oh, they're, strict, they're very strict over there. Very strict, And rightly so. I mean, yeah. having seen what four rugby league players and can do. And definitely not in the pool. No, 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 but, not in the pool. But what I love was that, you know, Wayne just said, look, this is again, was it yeah. out of my career. It was a little bit like um, the uh, Ivan Cleary thing, as, as Gus Gould said. It, do you? I had nothing to you do don't with buy it. it. Ivan went to talk to, 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 to Dave O'Neill about houses and you know, selling up houses, and then the talk turned to football. Wayne says he hasn't got a barbecue, but the boys come over and have a great time. First of all, I suspect that he got the thing catered. Yeah. Dominoes? Well, I'm not sure that he mightn't have uh, gone sort of... Eagle Boys, aren't they? Sp- well, they the sponsor of the Broncos. Yeah, Eagle, Eagle Boys says that's a bit of financial trouble if you're a franchisee. All the best <laughs> to people okay. out there, I think. But I, I don't know. It might have been sort of what a Hurricanes equivalent. That might be a ribs uh, and roast right. type import yeah. thing. Yeah. And let's face it, players make decisions on rational basis. And having been to the White Barbecue, it's... It's pretty, dare I say, vanilla. Yep. And, you know, it's um, reasonable cuts of meat, but the marinade's not that good. Wayne's a seafood uh, connoisseur. You throw Scallops, lobster, even calamari. Even, calamari, uh, nice. Morton Bay bug. Oh, beautiful. Man, he just got the goods. Yeah. They, they knew that. He doesn't yeah. have a barbecue, but he's got a deep fryer. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then the other, the other thing is the quality of the entertainment. I think Paul White's sort of ah. thing would be sort of probably a bit of, you know, Ministry of Sound chill in the mm. background of some sort of, some concession, the modern player, whereas Wayne has the... Uh, yeah. Um, totem tennis. Yeah, yeah. As Jimmy was reminding me, the thing where you hit the ball and the yeah, paddles. Fantastic game. Slip Still and, got it. Slip and slide. Which, let's face it, when you have a slip and slide inside your apartment, <laughs> yeah. it's a really good time. And that's what the Dragons remember most fondly. And that's why he's going back to the Dragons. We'll be back in just a moment here on Fire Up. Fire! We're going to pay tribute to a major loss in the world. This morning, the news of Aretha Franklin passing. What a fool believes.
Rock City. I asked them, are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. The great Aretha Franklin there, What a Fool Believes. Uh, tribute for a great loss. You know, she never toured Australia, Chris. Is that right? Never, ever That's... came here. One of the few artists have never come here. Was that deliberate? Good question. I've never looked into why. I'm right. just hoping one day she would. There was supposed to be an album coming this year. Don't know whether she actually got it completed or not. I think I was introduced to Aretha Franklin through Blues Brothers movie. Right, okay. Hmm. And what was Brilliant. you sure You had a memory of you saw her singing as a 16-year-old or something you were saying? No memories. No, no. no. Not at all. No, no, but as in <laughs> heard her voice early in the piece. I can't remember the first time I heard her voice. Yeah, I really, right. really can't. Um, yeah. But she's ever-present and... and who doesn't love her? Mm. You know, extraordinary singer. And really a representation of what soul music is all about, which is straight out of the church. Her father was a very well-respected friend of Martin Luther King, and she was put up very early on. She was the chosen one, you know. Right. Pretty much like Whitney Houston came out of yeah. the same system, yeah. you know, but Aretha yeah. was the forebear for all that, you know, the blueprint. And what studio <laughs> was she most attached to? Like, you know, often the singers? Well, Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals yeah, yeah. in Memphis, is it? Yeah. yeah. And, um, of course, Atlantic Records picked her up, but she'd already been with Columbia and a few others and not quite cut through, but she had the, everyone knew she had the voice and the piano playing ability. Um, but uh, this is Rugby League and of course Aretha loved Rugby League she was loved a great it. fan of the Dragons if I, I could reveal that here and now I mean we may not get time to play her version of Simply the Best but <laughs> when the Saints go marching in we haven't played that for a while haven't we yes, we've, had, we've had enough loss for one Chris while we're talking all things American and particularly Los Angeles uh, uh, look we know that ever since Rupert went over and conquered America and came back, brought a touch of that sort of glitter and that sort of glamour. And then Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman. There's been a lot of Hollywood and, and rugby league intersection. And none more so than this week. There's some major incidents that are really, really opening up the possibilities of rugby league and its expansion, perhaps, or its attraction to Americans and That's the correct. world. Yeah. That's correct. Uh, where would you like to start with that? Well, I think that uh, we had um, the resounding success that was the Denver Test, yeah. uh, England v New Zealand. Jimmy, you, you weren't lucky enough. Are you were talking from a promoter point of view there? Well, yeah, it only cost you half. Resounding is the if, word. If, he would if, if any promoter says it's only going to cost me half a million dollars to try and bring rugby league to the United States, it's an investment worth making. Mm. And as I was reflecting on prior to the show, I thought it was also a tremendous uh, opportunity for the city of Denver as well. Mm. And they really exploited it because they had the words <laughs> visit Denver written on the field. And, yeah. and I think you'll find a spike in rugby league related tourism in Denver. So it, it's, it, you know, I think they went over in the mid 80s for the state of origin yeah. to Long Beach or saying let's Correct. go back what about this we could bring a bit of peace a bit of uh, I don't know consensus amongst the world with uh, the idea that if we took it to the South China Sea the Spratly Islands where they're now building you know um, possibilities for aircraft to land what about rugby league going there for a game to bring some sort of unity into that area where there's only conflict brewing it, it seems Visit possible Spratly what do you reckon? What's Spratly Stadium like? Yes, what's, I don't know. What's, what's its capacity? Well, I'm sure we can construct something there. If we can bring St George and Illawarra together, then surely we can... Anything's possible. Exactly. Anything's World possible. peace is yeah, the yeah, next... You just don't want Manly and uh, North Sydney, though. That's, that's, that's the worry. Too hard. That now, apparently... But they're taking, it, they're taking it to Hollywood, aren't they? Saturday, March 9, next year. Put it in your diary. It's called Round Zero. It's been dubbed already. It's got a, it's got a name. Uh, South Sydney and Manly to play a game there, and they're going to have two leading Hollywood stars, Australians, leading the way to draw attention to this great game of rugby league in America. There will be some concessions. They won't actually be South Sydney and Manly Rowinga. They'll be the Russell Crowe Rabbits right. versus the Hugh Jackman Sea Eagles. Right. That will be the branding that will go out. Okay. I think I think the sort of um, trying to get uh, Americans to understand the various regional divisions of the greater yeah. Sydney metropolitan area yeah. doesn't add any value. <laughs> no, but, no. They can, but they can all relate to a mascot. Yes, and yes. they can certainly relate to an actor. So and you put an actor harbour, and a mascot together and that is rugby league. North of the harbour. 
He comes out with his claws out. I'm talking about Hugh Jackman here. Wolverine. Yeah, South of the Harbour. They'll yeah. get that, you know. Yeah. You know, Sao Ho or something, you know. And out, and out comes... What's he going to be wearing? Oh, no, he'll be Noah. I mean, Noah. R- R- Russell oh, is definitely... That's why the beard. No. He'll be out of ah, Noah. Ah, right. And, and, and Maximus could, Aurelius, isn't he? And, yeah, that's right. And then they'll be well. Not right now, he's not. No, he's not. No. But that'll be the half-time surprise. Yeah. Well, and of course, Jackman will... Because if there's, if there's one benefit that's going to come out of this for Hugh Jackman, it's he'll be able to bury the ghost of the repelling entrance on the Flying Fox into the Oprah gig down at the Opera House, which went wrong. So he'll come from somewhere outside the stadium and he'll come flying in on a Flying Fox Mm. and all will be forgotten and forgiven. And Rugby League will have established a foothold based on celebrity. Mm -hmm. The game itself couldn't sell itself. You need this type of star power in the United States. Uh, Can I just say, on a serious note, well done to the NRL, if indeed they do go ahead with this, because I am telling you, a market of 330 million people who love big blokes bumping mm. into each other that have nothing to look at between February and September. Rugby league right, on the same size field is just perfect. It's made for that Just audience. American football is getting softer? Mm, no, it's not getting softer. It's, it's More yeah. controlled? Uh, yeah. Or protected? You know, what the, you know what the really interesting thing? So I'm married to an American. She's from Los Angeles. She's okay. over there at the moment with, okay. the, with the family. So okay. no, I better go easy. In, no, in no negotiations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No truth. Jimmy wants she's to call a, this game. I can see this. She's on a scouting mission <laughs> yeah. in LA. But the brother, my, I've got four brothers-in-law, and they are amazed. You show them on YouTube, say, this is the game I used to play. They're like, when's the defensive team come on? I said, no, no, we are. you are the defensive <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Where's your shoulder pads where's your helmet yeah, yeah. so one of the big reasons that the NFL I mean it's hugely popular but one of the limiting factors to it is everyone wears a helmet yeah. you can't see them yeah. NBA you can see them mm. you see the expression you see you, mm-hmm. you see the emotion you see the person yeah. you don't see that in NFL you see it in rugby league mm. and also it's such a short season because of the physical attrition in NFL it's only 16 regular season games followed by the playoffs correct so if you can try, somehow form some sort of association between Chris, the two how did you know that ah oh, you know <laughs> And I, 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 if, if I'm the National Rugby League, yeah. I am making overtures to the NFL and say, hey, we have this brilliant product yeah. that you can put on. Let's do a JV together. Yeah. And the broadcast rights in the first three years will be worth nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the broadcast rights in year four, five, and six will be worth something. Yeah. And then beyond that, wow. name your own price. Every team should be aligned to an NFL team. team and right. you could pick something with a similar character. Yeah. Cowboys You'd and the Cowboys. Pass. That's a natural one. So you have to sell some ownership over. You'd have to give up a JV to mm. the broadcast rights and mm. merchandise and all that mm. sort of stuff that you're able to generate within that market. As a support game, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as almost like Imagine a, the numbers turning up for that. A, 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 uh, not a promotional vehicle, mm. but a, 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 feeder, a feeder league yeah. into the NFL. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. and, and it would create jobs because if, you know, say the West Tigers fought in alignment with the Cincinnati Bengals, and then all the soft toys, you just have to someone to cross out the F and put on the R in the yeah. off-season for selling yes. the toys and things like that. So Perfect. job yeah. creation, Easy, I think it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a vision. Yeah. I think Hollywood is the way to go for rugby league. And um, if Jimmy's the head commentator yeah. for the American well, I think he's got some stiff competition. I've got a little quote here. It says here, the 36-year-old former footballer has revealed a shiny new look thanks to the work of one of Sydney's top rhinoplasty surgeons and says the procedure changed my life. Now, Jimmy, are you prepared to go down that path yet? I, I, I don't think you need it. No, well, I should. No. I think you're a perfect specimen. Who are you referring to here, Stephen? The whole surgery process was amazing. Who are you referring to, Stephen? Great Anastopoulos, cold <laughs> confidential. <laughs> <laughs> I've needed rhinoplasty for over 10 years. I think, I think there could be a little bit of concern about his Greek heritage here. We, the Greeks love their noses, like the Romans did. 
But Braith had his nose broken four times. Ah, uh, that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes, G- yes. So he, I think there was a surgical need. Jimmy, ah, yes. How many times just did you the want? once? Just once. Just the once yeah. severely. Yeah. You still look like you'd qualify that severely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I'd this qualify. is really. I mean, obviously, there's a medical reason for this. I haven't been able to breathe through it properly since. Uh, my sleeping is now improved. I can train better, and most importantly, I don't get nasal during my commentary with Fox Sports. Does that happen for you? Do you occasionally <laughs> slip into the nasally <laughs> mode? Yeah, no comment. Right. <laughs> now that's great news, though. Yeah, and look, it looks fantastic, and. There's medical and professional reasons, but I'm worried about body, body image here. Yes, you know, and in fact, in, you could, in the week that Dave Taylor was fat, fat shamed, exactly said, yeah. right. Though Dave, to his credit, when he footy show apologised and said, "Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Don't really care," um, which is pretty emblematic of Dave and his career. Really, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say emblematic of the footy show. However. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but but I'm worried that Braith feels that he has to do this in order to be more telegenic mm. if the game is yeah. going to the United States. Well, and I don't seen, think we need to go down that We've seen what Channel 9 do with men without hair. They're required to have hair. Uh, and often they're <laughs> you, mean, you mean Lockyer style? Lockyer style. So how does Sterling have an exemption clause or something? There? Yes, it's a good question. Jimmy might know. Oh, why I think I... It's, a, it's a little bit like capital gains tax. It predates... Predates oh, the clause. It, it, it predates 1999. <laughs> or no, we required. But, but you know how it caused ripples when suddenly Darren turned up he with did, hair? He did, Imagine if Sterling turned up wearing a piece. A piece. That would be a veritable tidal wave. Man, imagine the, the press. <laughs> <laughs> so the question you've got to ask yourself, with rugby league going to Hollywood, who plays Braith and Astor in the movie? Yeah. See, I think Braith could play Braith. Yeah. True. You know? And yeah. t- t- uh, Trent could play Trent. Yeah. And who would play Dave Taylor? Oh, good question. Mm. Yeah, Russell? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, not mine. <laughs> and it says here, he has cosmetic and primary functional problems, Dr. Mooney said, of the father of two. His nose doesn't look great, and more importantly, it, it doesn't work very well either. This is pre-operation, of course. Mm. Uh, this has been affecting his quality of life, uh, the way he can sleep, the way he can train, even the sound of his voice, because now he is a commentator on TV, Cooper Cronk to follow. Now, well, I was going to say, remember how there used to be an era where doctors and lawyers couldn't advertise? Mm. They now can. Yeah. And Dr. Mooney, <laughs> <laughs> if if there's been a more naked pitch for the holy grail of nose jobs, i.e. Cooper Cronk, yeah. I've never heard one. Did yes. you walk in and say, I'll have the Braith and Astor, thank you. <laughs> thank you <very> much. <laughs> now, talking about nasally voices, it hasn't harmed one man's career. Who also <laughs> Who also went on television last week to squawk a little bit on... on <laughs> on Matty Johnson's can, television. Can we hear the audio and then uh, can I respond? Yes. Look at your stats at the Wallabies. You coached them for 102 games and you won 86 of them. 89, f- I think. 89. Mm. And you brought Darren Clark over. 84 and 88, he, he, the 400 final at the Liberties, oh, he finishes yeah. fourth. Beaten by drug takers. A Clark was beaten by drug takers. And it was interesting, I think, that in one year I had two wingers, Clint Robinson on one wing and Tim Brasher on the other, and they were the two highest scoring point scorers in the game mm. in that year. So... We scored, I think one of them scored 26 tries, another one 24. So we scored 50 tries on the flanks. Coal miner's sons, my old man was a coal miner too. Look, I think you've got to, I mean, I'm the son of a farmer and I, and I just don't agree with this notion that you can't criticise referees. I mean, so we're dwelling on the positives instead of every week saying, oh, well, that referee was crook and that decision shouldn't have been made. Um, then I think you've got to realise that you don't know everything. So I use the... Brought to us by ABC Fact Check <laughs> Services and, and producer Pat. Producer Pat's finest work, finest I think. Finest work, finest Pat. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Jones telling us some truths. He was uh, very much the the focus of the session on Sunday night with Matty Johns on Fox Sports. Yeah. 
And it was, I won't say it was illuminating, I think it was more confirming. Illuminati, did you say? So many, <laughs> so many propositions. <laughs> Certainly the thing about the number of wins he had, uh, Wikipedia says 86, and you know, Wikipedia's always wrong. So I'm, I'm almost prepared Because you're con- carrying a cross, aren't you? That. You're carrying a great weight with the Balmain, the darkest years of ever. So Balmain came off three years where they came second, second, and fifth under the tutelage of Warren Ryan. There's mm-hmm. no more juice in the lemon. That's, is it, that's, that's, what, 100%. that's what Warren said. Yeah, that's right. He had to go. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Alan Jones was brought in at no cost, because I've never taken any money for sport, never taken a dollar. And the results? 12th, 10th and 12th. 12th, 10th and 12th. Uh, at our highlight, we, we went eight wins, 10 wins, and then in his third year, where you know the, you know, the three-year horizon where a coach gets what he wants, yes. we won five. And what's great about that interview, first of all, of course, the, the fundamental thing about using the ball and we scored 50 tries on the flanks, and the correct answer is Tim Brasher scored 16, Will Robinson, who was a half slash five eight, scored eleven. I'm lost in space. Danger. Fifty <laughs> fifty minus twenty seven means twenty three tries unaccounted for. But what we didn't hear in that audience is anyway, we scored fifty on the flanks, and the people loved it. Well, I'll tell you what, Alan, <laughs> I didn't love it. And then the best bit was him saying, "Look, of course." Then Wayne Pierce came in. A few more problems were fixed, and of course, Tim Strain secured a premiership. So he connected his era yes. with two thousand and five. There was not one player who played for Alan Jones that played in that premiership team. Hudson is whether we can get this country fired up. I think we can and I think, thank you very much Aretha Franklin to making us think and listen, I've just got a text, uh, the line number of course is 0409945945 and uh, Matty Johns has requested that audio piece to do a bit of fact-checking himself because he feels embarrassed now. And we're but he very, was put in that position. Very happy to provide it. And, in fact, yeah. maybe a great debate between you and Alan Jones would be a really nice product of that, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Smith, uh, a man who has crossed the Tibby Cotter before, it was the Tibby Cotter. When it was Moore Park Road, you used to dodge that, didn't you? The traffic. Always. Every day, running back yeah. and forward, you know. Yeah. But didn't he go by West's? Yeah, don't let facts get in the way. You got lost earlier on this program. Come on. <laughs> um, what? Um, I mean, I suppose you have no favourites. You can't sort of say I preferred to play with the Chooks more than I did with the other uh, rabbits. Isn't it funny because I was at a function last night and um, someone was asking you about. Oh, did you play with them? Oh, then you, okay. Right, who's your favourite side? And mm. I'm like, oh, it's a bit like Sophie's Choice. And she was saying, what's that? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm thinking. Surely you understand, yeah. Sophie's choice. So I had to explain the whole thing yeah, yeah. And that, uh, about that choosing your question. child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and by that you mean two choices that you really neither of them is appealing or attractive, That's which right. is playing for South or the Roosters. Yeah. So. But you have to oh, say you love both of them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? The, the funny thing is, uh, when I'm with South Sydney people, I'm saying, yeah, of course I love South Sydney. I love them. <laughs> and when I'm with Roosters people, I'm, I, I love the Roosters. And that you makes you, that makes you rugby league, Jimmy. The two children. the Western suburbs, man. Well, come on. When you you know finished your your tenure with either, what what were the Gifts. What do they give you? Uh, was there a farewell sort of mug, watch, jacket? Uh, give me, get, let's just tally that up and see who loved you more. I, I could put it in a dollar figure when I was sacked from the Western Suburbs Magpies, but I, I won't do that. No, uh, no, no. Nah, nothing like that. No, no, no. I, I will say that uh, back to Russell Crowe. We went back to, in, I think it was about 2006, yes. and he had a uh, when he first took over, and he wanted to get all the ex players in, and yeah. and, and the, he gave away a South Sydney hoodie. Oh. 
um, more like a drug dealer than uh, when you yes, walked yeah. into the wrestling the other oh, day, Chris. In the, the three-piece suit. Yeah, yeah. the three-piece suit. Yeah. Every, every, well, not drug dealer, but anybody that's in that sort of strata in the South Sydney region, you have to have the cap underneath the hoodie. They right. go together. See, I yeah. haven't mastered that yet. No, so you I'm, haven't. I'm no. in the Sutherland Shire, so <laughs> right. I'm, I'm just the hoodie. <laughs> just the hoodie, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I still wear it to this day when I'm sitting around at home. So Do you? Yeah. Not it, out it, the street? It's it's a fairly uh, family heirloom, so yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be passed yeah. down through And, through and you were saying Salvo sort of page paved that way brings back some memories Craig Salvatore was an underestimated underappreciated player certainly not by Roosters fans everyone loves him oh, yeah. and, and and I was lucky enough to play when he was a star mm-hmm. and he was my hero mm. he was my hero to play with this guy what are the was, qualities we're talking here uh, um, humour charismatic charismatic very charismatic uh, not so generous not so generous no <laughs> uh, very charismatic <laughs> yes. very, uh, just a, a leader in every sense okay. uh, follow me um as I do, not as I say. Yes. Uh, one of those guys. But he, he was a guy. I remember when Gus Gould got us all to speak in 1995, he, he pulled us all into the room and we were talking about Super League. And he said, look, it's a $2 shelf company. It's not going to last. Um, you guys got to go and sign with the ARL. Uh, okay, let's go. And Craig Salvatore, to his great credit, stood up and said, hang on a minute, guys. I just want to have a chat to you with all the coaches out of the room. So all the coaches left the room. And that Sal- is a leader. Yeah. And mm. Salvo said, listen, guys, you do the best for you. You do the best for yourselves. Right. You go and look after yourselves. If that means signing with the other group, mm. then so be it. But you guys look after yourself, which is fantastic, mm. right? As, a, as as young guys in yeah. the room who you are heavily influenced. Yeah, you know, there's Phil Gould saying, mm. "Hey, this is a, this is an organisation that's run the game for 87 years. Yeah. You know, this is who you've got to stick with. You've got yeah. to stick with the ARL." Yeah. So that night, I get home. I'm watching sports tonight. It's welcome back to Channel yeah, 10. Yes. But yeah, uh, but watching sports tonight that night, there is Craig Salvatore on the steps of Phillips Street, the New South Wales Rugby League headquarters, saying they've run the game for 87 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what on earth is going on here? So I get to training the next day. I said, Salvo, what happened? And he said, they gave me a check for $70,000. There you go. <laughs> but see, that's his choice. Absolutely. He was saying, choice is yours. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he, he was going to get the coach out of the room and say, now listen, it's a $2 shelf company, but the $2 shares are owned by Rupert Murdoch, yeah, so yes, you better yeah. take it seriously. Yeah. But, but he, he, in essence, he was saying that. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and for people who were naive to it, yeah. and let's admit it, pretty much everyone in the room was, then yeah, that's yeah. great advice. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, learned yeah. that, I learned that story from Happy Days, was when Richie was in the head of the ROTC and he was having trouble was marshalling the troops, you know, Potsy and Ralph. Yeah. And he seeks the council and he goes to the teacher that ran the ROTC. He got to, got to get your men to hate you, like all the great generals, MacArthur, right. Nimitz, Bradley. Yeah. Tries that, doesn't work. Goes to his father, goes, you've got to get all your men to love you. Yeah. Like all the great generals, the men love them. MacArthur, MacArthur Nimitz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did that work? It's happy days. Of course it works. <laughs> of course it works. Yeah, happy endings. All nicely wrapped up well, in uh, well, 43 well, well. minutes. That's uh, right. Jimmy, you, do you travel a fair bit at the moment? Uh, a little. I'm yeah. travelling to Canberra next week, so yeah, 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 looking forward to that. Wow. Uh, I'm going to Brookvale tonight, so yeah. I'm looking forward to so that. So it's not really travelling has been transported, <laughs> isn't it? What was the, t- the disparaging comment about Canberra this week? Did I read something? Well, it slipped, down, was... the, it slipped down the most livable cities or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's number one. Well, Carnahan was saying it was number three or something. but it's I saw number three re- in the world, number one in Australia. All right, most I saw definitely. A list. Number three in the world. I saw a list Canberra. that came out this Canberra. week. They went on it. I love Canberra. Who doesn't love Canberra? Cloverleaf, you get lost on those little cloverleafs there. I, yeah. As a kid, I always say I did love the water jet on Lake Burley oh, Griffin. I thought that was magnificent. Yeah. What about the, the you, you could get the um, turbine boat, you could pedal. Oh, the paddles, pedal, paddle things. Paddle paddle yeah, 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 we used yeah. to do them on Lake Burley. Farlap's heart. Who doesn't love seeing Farlap's heart? <laughs> Can I just say a big, a big, you know, like cheerio to Winx this Saturday. 
Can I say that? You love you a winner, don't you, Sam? 26 straight. <laughs> 26 straight. The most champion of all champions. You've got to win your own race, haven't right. you? Uh, listen, we might just come back to wrap this up. Fire up. We're back in a minute with Jimmy Smith, Chris Gale, and myself here on FBI. Fire up! Ready to go! Gale, Jimmy Smith, we have a great loss. The world is now a, a, a lot less soulful. Yes. Simplistically put. A light has gone out. A light has gone out. Aretha Franklin has left the building. She's probably now in the in the arms of where she should be in uh, her heavenly God. Uh, but we've had some other losses this week, haven't we, Chris? It's been a really tough week, mm-hmm. Stephen. I mean, you know, there's a lot of retirements on the horizon. As we said, you know, the... Really, really momentous news last week of one of the greatest three quarters ever to play the game, announcing his retirement and Jason Nightingale and also Billy Slater's leaving the game. Yeah, yeah. Gypsy's <laughs> but, gone. Yeah, but uh, we're doing it for Gypsy now, did you know? That? <laughs> right. The uh, the verdict is in. Yeah, John Hopewati. Yeah, out of the game for ten years. No. Half suspended. Oh. So if we all work together, if we all pull together, we can get Hopper <laughs> yeah. back on the field in five yeah. years' time. He's, he's on good behaviour right now. That, that's that's it's not, tenuous, isn't it? Exactly. If not in 2028, he'll be 59 years old. Just a pup. I'm 56. I'm out there doing it. Yes. Not necessarily on the rugby league field, but still. Wow, there's hope. Chris, there's hope. <laughs> well, there's not much hope if you see me out there doing it. No. Um, no, but, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility. I mean, Cliff Lyons is 72. He's still playing. Right. Okay. And uh, we've got, a, on the positive side of the ledger, though, we've got a very exciting announcement, haven't we, Chris? Do you know what we're talking about, Jimmy, about this tremendous piece of news that's come down the wires for all rugby league fans? I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, an, open letter. Yeah, an, oh, an, an, an open letter. An open letter. Came an open letter. Came to you guys. In our letterbox. Right. Yes. Because I got it. Because I'm surprised. In the shy, you didn't receive it, or you haven't you checked your mail yet? No, I mightn't have checked the mail. Yeah, I usually get a lot of stuff from Scott Morrison. So <laughs> I think, I think right. I, I, surely one of your little ones, who I believe is a fan of this club, got it. The open letter from Paul Gallon to all Sharks fans. I'm like, one more year, one more year. This is like the old DJ thing. One more tune, yeah. you know. And, and, and no, it's the play button. He's going to be 38. He turns 30. He's turned 37 during the week. Yeah. He's going to be 38, playing in the National Rugby League. That, yeah. You know, whichever way you look at it, whichever way. You, and by the way, I have to declare an interest here because my son plays in the same side as Cody Gallon, right. uh, Paul's youngster. Yeah. Future uh, of the franchise. So yeah. you love the Gallons. Love the Gallons. Love the Gallons. And, yeah. and, to be playing in the National Rugby League, age 38, yeah. is incredible. That's so gal, though, isn't it? He doesn't register numbers. Doesn't register pain had, either. No, he got into a dark room in his body and said, "Body, how are we feeling?" Body said, "Good." Could get another year. Don't worry about it. It's what a great discussion. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> and and I got that letter by the way, Stephen, because I'm a member of the Cronulla Sharks, and that isn't actually through design. That's because I'm a member of the Newtown Jets, and you automatically get ah, conferred membership. And yeah, you know, okay. Jimmy, this is a very strange creature. He is a, mem- a supporter member of a number of clubs, unlike most people who just choose one. Well, yeah. I think Andrew Voss did. He, was he a member of every club we, one year? I actually had a chance to talk to Voss last week. Well, he's he a very strange man he too. Said, True. He, he has been the member of all 16 clubs. He said right now he's not a member of all and he wouldn't divulge which ones he's dropped oh. off the trail. But he says he's got a lot of caps and key rings and bumper stickers and he said he would mess with the mind of the local news agent. He'd walk in and there'd be a regular <laughs> customer there and he's wearing a Broncos cap and he goes, oh, I knew you are always pro-Broncos. You're always biased in your Next calls. Day. Canberra. Canberra. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's well discussed despite my loyalty and allegiance and contribution to the West Tigers. I am a member um, as my community service conditions make me to sit there in Bay 13 with the Sydney Roosters fans. With your 
what are they called again? Conflagration a, of lawyers. A co- that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, with the news today that Tavita Pangai Jr. Mm-hmm. and Cameron Munster might both be Sydney Roosters, that'll pretty much do me, Stephen. Well, we just should throw our hands up and just give up now. I, I'm one of those odd members of a club who is less happy the better they get <laughs> because it makes the experience of sitting with those guys more and more insufferable. I'd never forget the cartoon that I saw. I think it was in a Playboy magazine, so it gives you an insight into my youth. But... Um, and it was. What is a magazine? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and it was uh, the the exclamation was, you know, they used to have the cartoons, and the exclamation was, "Quick, get out of the water! It's a school of lawyers." <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to see the Meg tonight about a huge prehistoric monster. Yeah. As a shark, I think it's the uh, autobiography allegory of Paul Gunn. Right. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you, Steve. It's been a been pleasure. Great fun. Thank um, you, Chris. If we survive this trajectory of year 13, we'll have you back again. Yeah. Wow, I look forward to I that. Mean, can I simply say how good is rugby league, how good is Jimmy? But there's just one administrative matter, oh, Stephen. Yes, yes. Uh, as you know, we've been, and I did actually check yesterday, and I believe there isn't a Taramara Rugby League football club, thank heavens. But we've been looking to assign the Ibis as the mascot <laughs> of the club. <laughs> We think it's got a future, not only as a mascot, but as a, an alternative to drug detection dogs because it covers yes. both the sniffing and the removal. Probing. Yeah, removal. You know, yeah. Yeah. Saving labour. Uh, we now have the first run of the Taramara Rugby League Football Club Bin Chicken T-shirts. I mm. put the image up on uh, our Facebook page, but you can now go to the following address, mm-hmm. and I'll post this on, on Facebook as well. Fire hyphen up hyphen on hyphen FBI dot. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> MyShopify.com. Right. For $25, you'll be able to get your own uh, Taramara Bin Chickens t shirt. Uh, Terry Bull, Fire Up listener, has, owns all this design, and we're very intellectually property conscious here, Stephen. Mm-hmm. So uh, a small slice of the revenue will go to him. Mm. Covering costs, there will be five bucks per shirt going to this great station. Mm-hmm. You and I... We are not for profit. You and station, I make yep. nothing. Of yep. course, uh, Royal Stream is flying to Jimmy today. So like, no, that's like Alan Jones. You guys haven't made Never a made a dollar out of this. What's our rating like? Uh, yeah. 11, 12, 11? Yeah. <laughs> five wins. Um, and... And there will be a Royal Australian flying to Jimmy Smith as part of his conditions of appearing yes. today, but yeah. I think everybody will understand that. Yeah. At the moment, it's going to be um, you pay it on the site and you pick it up from the station, which I think is a win because you no. don't want it delivered to your door. No. An opportunity to come in and see mm. this great station and mm. interact with the arts, culture and music that is FBI yes. is a bonus. We'll see if that works. Do you realise that Super League started because the Brisbane Broncos recognised that they were selling more than one sixteenth of all merchandise ah. and d- deserve their cut of it. So I can ah. imagine down the track that you know this radio program might think well hang on we're making mm. all this money out of selling the ibis t-shirt so we might survive this year chris and we've already been asked will there be caps and mugs and i say why not, why not? now because it's been a long time coming we all remember very fondly the atrocity meter cup yes uh before the, that the danny the dolphin t-shirt which goes back uh, 13 years now the, i actually had my cup of tea for rachel's at our office's birthday yesterday yeah. with a cupcake and yeah. i drank from the rex mossop Smacked their bottoms with a beautiful bit of football <laughs> yes. mug yesterday. Wonderful. Uh, they are very much collectible. They will be in one of the museums in Canberra, that fine city, in no time whatsoever. Jimmy so there's th- another reason to live down there. There's another reason too. Go and visit those great museums <laughs> where history will be revealed. And, and it will go in the uh, Rugby League Immortals pyramid that is being built uh, at More the <laughs> Tibby Cotter Bridge. Post Michael Bublé concert. It'll be interred <laughs> along with the sarcophagus of Big Mouth. Big Mouth. We'll visit it. <laughs> Thank you. 
So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!